Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. If you are a first-time listener, I'm so glad you are joining us. And you can listen to all the other shows on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. And we are talking about gender differences in thought, word, and deed. And so just kind of a recap, remember, we talked about the hardwiring of the brain, that a man's brain has more gray matter, which is more action-oriented, more compartmentalized, and more mentalistic. And a woman has 6.5 times more white matter than a man, and this is a empathetic brain, a very empathizing brain. So it's looking for social cueing to connect with people, to empathize, to come into their world, and to impact the world that the, of that human in a positive manner. And then we talked about this idea of centripetal and centrifugal, and centripetal energy is a man's energy, and that is that contractive energy. So he's pulling things into his world. And a woman's uh, energy is centrifugal, which is expansive. So she continues to move away from her center. And this is one of the reasons that women lose themselves. This is one of the reasons that they feel like they're in everybody else's world and they don't know where they left their world. And then we talked about greatest needs. And we talked about a man's greatest needs for respect, Success, adventure, challenge. They need to have adventure. They need to challenge themselves. And they love women. They like to see beautiful women around them. They like to see beauty. It's very soothing to their brain. Man's world is a very harsh world. So you do not have to be beautiful like a model. The most beautiful thing a woman could do is smile. And every man loves a happy woman. So it's really important that we recognize these things. And for women, their number one, their number, uh, their four greatest needs, security, sense of belonging, being desired, being seen. Number three is connectedness. And four is the opportunity to express love and impact people relationally. Then we did some helpful generalizations. And we're going to look at communication tips. And what I, what I am going to do, I'm going to give you a couple. I gave you some rules, uh, the, the women's rules, uh, I think, on Wednesday. And so I'm going to give you a couple of the men's rules. And these are pretty funny. So number one, men want you to know we are not mind readers. Number two, they say shopping is not a sport. And no, we're never going to think of it that way. Another rule, they say, ask for what you want. Let me be clear on this one. Subtle hints don't work. Strong hints don't work. Obvious hints don't work. Just say it. Yes and no are perfectly acceptable answers to almost every question. And I, I, lo- I love this one. 
Anything we said six months ago is inadmissible in an argument. In fact, all comments become null and void after seven days. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's hilarious. And, and I, how about this one? I like this. If you ask a question and you don't want an answer to it, expect an answer you don't want to hear. That is very, that is men. That's how, that really is truly how they think. They want to say, uh, you have enough clothes, you have too many shoes, and I like this one. This is really funny. I am in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed those. They're kind of fun to read. I, I oftentimes like these types of generalizations. Now, here we're going to talk about some communication tips. And th this first part we're going to talk also with, with men. With men, you want to understand that men, how men perceive our emotions. And this is a, a, an issue of a level of intensity. So what happens when I'm communicating anger, sadness, or hurt with a man is very different than when I'm doing it with a woman. See, you have to understand men are very afraid of women's feelings. They have a difficult time understanding them. They have a much more black and white way of thinking. They don't do gray the same women that, the same way that women do. They, they can misperceive it. Because their greatest need is success, they really want to be successful with you. And because their greatest need is respect, the way we express our emotions can appear extremely disrespectful to men. And this has a lot to do with the way um, my facial expression is, the tone of my voice, the level of intensity, my body language. So I say to women very frequently, this is a tough one. With my girlfriends, I can do the eye rolling and the huffing and the puffing and the waving my arms and stomping my feet and crying and saying it's not fair and I can't believe it. And they're going to move toward me because women typically have a great need for connectedness and impact relationally. So women move toward negativity, toward pain, and men move away from it. So when I coach women on talking to men about their feelings, I always say to them, first of all, raise your eyebrows because then you're not so scary. If you have an angry look on your face, which is a furrowed brow and a frown, and your tone of voice is nasty, what's going to happen is they won't be able to hear your words because men are more visual and they're more primal. So they are seeing you as someone scary. And if they have to defend themselves, they cannot defend you. So one of the things that, that I do when I'm talking with men is I try to have a voice that's level. I'm careful about my body language. I don't look them directly in the eye. So if I'm confronting them, I look to the side, and then I look back at them. And if you see how men interact with one another, they are very controlled about their feelings until they're not. And they all know that if they lose control, really scary, bad, dangerous things could happen. Women aren't like that. We're, we're very rarely going to get violent with our feelings. Now, we can, but that isn't that we, we just can have really big feelings without necessarily losing control. So when we're doing when we're talking about big feelings with men, especially if they are negative feelings, remember, they're hardwired to move away from negativity. One of the things you want to do, you want to set them up for success. So you get as much of the emotion and the intensity out. Talk with your girlfriends about it. 
till you can dial it down to the most salient parts of what you're upset about. Then you say to him, I need to talk to you about something. Is this a good time? And if he looks at you scared, you say, you know what? It's not going to be comfortable, but we're going to be okay. But I do need to talk to you about it. And that helps him to recognize that you are going to be in control of yourself. Because men do not know what to do. And as soon as a man starts getting incited, I'm sure that you have experienced this before. If I'm talking to my husband about how mad I am about something and I'm not necessarily controlling my body language the way I should, inevitably he says, why are you mad at me? And I say, did you hear your name in that? I didn't say anything about you. I was talking about somebody completely different. But because of the way his brain is hardwired, he can't hear the words if he's overwhelmed by the intensity of emotion. And if I'm angry with someone, he's going to begin to interpret it as him. Because remember, men are contractive, so it all comes back to them. So it's very important when you recognize this. With women, it's very important you move toward them, that you appear very interested. Remember, they had that need to connect. So for men, you want to relax your body and say, I can do this for 15 minutes. This is how I can love her. And I don't necessarily need to solve a problem. I just need to care about what she cares about. And I need to be willing to use more than one word. So what happens when, when we are not controlling our feelings well with men? It incites the sympathetic nervous system. And this is the fight, flight, or freeze. So you'll either see a man become very combative and he'll start coming at you emotionally and verbally or flight he walks out walks out of the room punches a wall or he just freezes on the spot and he just stares at you and then you say are you hearing any of this do you care about any of this and he will either say to you something like well there's no way I can win anyway so what difference does it make this is how we get into these typical male-female discussions that have nothing to do with the content of how it started. So when we talk about this idea of affect and how people perceive emotions, with men, when you, when you have a woman that is talking with you about a hurt that she has or an upset or a disappointment, and it's not about you, the best thing that you do is you care. You sympathize. You empathize. You take it seriously, even if for you, you think to yourself, well, that's kind of dumb. I can't believe she's that sensitive. That would not be wise to say, because you want to care about what she cares about. A woman's world is a very different world than your world. So it's important for men that you take her feelings very seriously. And women, it's important for us to recognize that if we're not careful with our emotions, they, feel very, they can get very disrespected. Or if we're not careful with our emotions, we might put them into fight, flight, or freeze very quickly because that's the hardwiring of men. Remember, they are mentalistic. They are systematizers. So they are always trying to find the rules that govern a system, and they are trying to solve a problem way before they want to feel anything. So men can feel very easily disrespected 
and personalize the feelings that you have. And so it's important that we really work on these two different ways of understanding what we're doing to the brain. So we want to manage our emotions. So for women, remember, if you don't, if you don't manage this, you're not going to be heard. And so men are going to be so stimulated by what they're seeing, they can't hear you. So when I'm effectively expressing my feelings, I want to be clear about verbalizing the feelings that are negative, and I want to make sure that I say a positive. And so the sandwich approach is very helpful with, with men. I mean, it's helpful with everybody, but it's very helpful with men, that you give a positive, then you give the negative, then you give a positive. And for all of us as humans, we have to be very careful about not attacking people and attacking their, who they are, that we want to really be focusing on the behaviors and assuming that they have positive intentions because none of us are perfect and, and it's, we're very complicated creatures and we do things many times we don't, sometimes we don't even understand why we did it. So we want to make sure that we give a positive then the negative, then the positive. So it might sound something like this. You know, I really appreciate that you let me talk to you. And I think we had an agreement that when I called you, you would call me back. And if you couldn't call me back, you'd text me and say, I can't call you back, but I'll talk to you tonight. So I'm sure you didn't do that purposefully. And I know you don't want to hurt my feelings. And that helps a man really hear that negative much better. And that puts him back in the problem solving where he then solves the problem of, wow, you're right. We did agree on that and I didn't do that. Versus having to defend himself, justify it, be insulted, and then it makes it a bigger problem. So we want to manage facial expressions, our tone of voice. Body language is a big one. One of the easiest ways to disrespect a man is to roll your eyes. Now, we do this with our girlfriends all the time. And one of the things that men love about women is how intense they are, how emotional, how dramatic, how the energy that we have. But usually they only like it when it's positive. <laughs> I have to tell you the truth. So we're careful about eye contact. And we communicate to a man what is actually happening to me. So I want to make sure I use I statements. I identify a behavior and I use an I statement. So I feel when you, or when you, I feel. This makes it much easier for men to hear the complaint. So I say, when you don't call me back, I feel unloved, I feel hurt. Then you add the and, and not but, and I know that's not your heart. I know you would never want me to feel that way. So thank you for letting me tell you that. Now, that may sound like you're putting yourself in a one-down position, but I do this all day, every day, and, I have great, and men have great respect for me because of how they're managed, how I treat them. So this is not a one-down. This is me really respecting the breed. The same way we don't get the cat, you know, Pet the cat backwards. I have to understand that breed. I don't, ex I don't walk behind a horse and think I won't get kicked. So the respecting piece is respecting how they're hardwired. It doesn't mean I respect everything they do. So let's think about this successful communication with women. 
So, men, I want you to know it's really not as difficult as you think. The biggest thing you could do is validate and listen. Validate and listen. This frequently solves the problem more than, more than not. I'm sure that you're with very intelligent women. They probably can solve the problem themselves. They just need someone to care. That's what happens with their girlfriends, right? So you validate, validate, validate. This means if she comes to you and says, I can't believe I only lost one pound. I've been working so hard. This is not fair. I can't believe I can't lose this weight. Instead of doing what might be typical, which is problem solve well, uh, do you need to run more or did you eat more than what was on your diet or these types of things, right? What you would say to her is, you have been working really hard. I, I see it. I am so sorry, honey, that that's not working for you. Uh, it's, it's really not fair. But I'm really proud of you that you continue to do this. And I'm going to keep praying for you. That in and of itself fixes everything. And you say to her, in spite of you not losing your, that weight, I'm still attracted to you. I love you. I think you're beautiful. But I know it's important to you. Is there something I can do to help? That solves a great amount of the upset that she's going to have. This is why that famous saying, nothing changed, but everything changed. Because women are feeling something all the time. And we've been learning how to handle our feelings for a long time. And for the most part, we really just need to feel them. And we want somebody to care about it. So next for you men. Don't confuse or interpret emotional intensity or distress as an indication as to whether or not I need physical, concrete help or problem solving. So no matter how intense the feeling is, no matter how high the distress is, you don't want to automatically interpret that as you needing to do something. Because remember, validating and caring is doing something. Now, the hardest thing for men is to discern knowing which event needs sympathy and what event needs action. So I really want you to know, you really can trust your instincts. If you don't know what to do or how to fix it, that's one that probably just needs validation and compassion. If you can think of an immediate concrete solution, then there probably is one. If she comes in and she says, I can't believe it, I'm going to be so late to work and I think there's a flat tire. Well, you can certainly care, but you probably need to do something. So it's not going to be as difficult as you think to figure this out. But always, you always want to err on the side of compassion first. Because you're probably dealing with highly intelligent and accomplished women, I'm sure. And they solve problems every day. And they're very good at networking and getting what they need. And so you want to really think about what she's wanting is your strength, your emotional strength, which is compassion, empathy, and caring. That is so strengthening to her. So think about this idea when, we, when, we talked, when we've talked before about the, non, the nonverbal things. And this is the head nodding, the smiling, and the eye contact. And, and for women, I, I say to them frequently, be very careful, like we said earlier, about head nodding. Nodding your head too much because you look like you agree. 
be very careful about prolonged eye contact with men. They'll either see that as a challenge or see that as you really, really want them. Be careful how much you smile because men typically think if you smile at them that maybe you like them and that there's a chance they can be with you. So I'm not saying that you frown, but you can smile without having warmth in your eyes like you would someone that you were in love with. So you, can, you want to be very careful because men, men smile to flirt. They smile when they're nervous. They smile a lot of times if they're afraid. Women smile to create rapport and or they smile in a non-threatening environment. So we don't want to misinterpret why a man is smiling versus why a woman is smiling. And, and with eye contact, you see, women use eye contact to create connection. If you've ever seen women talking, one of the, the most painful and disrespectful thing a woman could do to another woman is not look at her while they're talking. That's not the case with men. Frequently, you will see men in the park uh, during lunch, out on a bench, uh, outside the office, at a bar, at a restaurant, and they will sit next to one another, staring straight ahead. And men feel far more comfortable not looking at one another while they're talking. And many times they have deeper conversations if they're not looking at one another when they're talking. So this whole idea of, you know what I mean, and okay, and head nodding, and, and men refusing to make eye contact, and, and not understanding why a woman may be smiling. This is understanding that when women are doing this, okay, okay, and saying okay all the time, hey, we're going to go to lunch, okay? These types of things. This is women wanting to connect. They want to be one with each other. Men, on the other hand, are their own, quote-unquote, one. See, men have power individually, and women have power collectively. Now, that doesn't mean that men in groups don't have great amount of power. It doesn't mean that women don't have power individually. But as a gender... This is a really important piece to understand, that women are wanting to be one with each other. Men are one individually, and they like that feeling. They don't feel loneliness the same way that women do. So as we're looking at this, we want to um, think about approach. See, men, uh, men approach men many times side by side. They come up by the side. They don't and if they are walking up... They're very careful about their body language. And so if we are approaching from the side, it's easier for men. Now, that doesn't mean I sneak up on them. But if, if, if I'm wanting to have a discussion with a man at a party or something, and I don't, I'm not interested in them romantically, I will stand next to them and talk about what's going on versus standing face-to-face. And when we're talking with men, we want to really talk in statements and not in question form. We want to be direct, not necessarily sarcastic, unless it's, we're making humor. This is in contrast to women want more emotional feeling statements, and they want to know they're connecting. So I'm so glad that you, that you joined me today and that we're really understanding this idea about gender. You will be so amazed at how this revolutionizes your relationships, your friendships with children, with coworkers, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, lovers, partners. It really does work. 
So I want to make sure that you um, listen to the website. We're going to finish up next week with some more things on gender. And I think it's going to be extremely helpful. I want you to have a great weekend. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to each other. God loves you very deeply. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.